This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. When I was a kid, I did some things too. Let's just get this clear. You actually saw it in 1988. Do you really think that he just happened to find her out there? This is just the beginning. Kids are hurting someone! Everything that's happening now, everything that happened in 88, is back. What do you want? Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Why are you scared to go home, Mike? (laughs) And the amazing Chris Randazzo. It's Mark Brandanowitz. (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, It is 31 days of Halloween, so we are now doing scary Halloween-y shows. It was my pick this week. I chose the show Channel Zero, Season 1, Episode 1, You Have to Go Inside. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. So, I picked this completely blind. I had no, I had heard some things about this. Um, one of them was that it was a better anthology series than American Horror Story. Really? Yeah. And then I verified that statement by looking online, and a lot of people had said that this is really, really good. It's right up there with American Horror Story. Um, now, I only watched a single episode. Um... I will give it that it was creepy. There was a lot of creep factor involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, <laughs> it, 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 I, I, I I'm don't want to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and quote uh, um, uh, Dave Chappelle here and say, <laughs> I wish I had two more hands so I could give this four thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. Like I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Me oh, neither. And not like so it was hard. Like I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> not like it was. There was nothing in particular that was like grossly bad about it. It just was. It would. It really wasn't good. It was just <laughs> fucking boring. You know what I wrote down for my quote for tonight? What's that? I have no quote because every word of dialogue in this show is disturbing and or completely joyless. <laughs> That is also correct. Uh, I do have some big problems with this because I was thinking about it earlier today of what I was going to say about this show. And I was like, man, I don't remember anything about this show. And then I started traveling down this rabbit hole of things that pissed me off about it. (laughs) And mostly what it was, was that they had this idea like, all right, what, what pissed me off so much about it is that it is 
incredibly lazy. Yes. They had this idea, like, okay, here is this idea that there's going to be this puppet show on TV that somehow causes everyone to, to, all these kids to die, and there's a tooth monster. And that was their idea. And then they didn't bother applying logic to anything around it. They're just like, and now we're just going to do a bunch of stuff in favor of this story, but we're not going to think about how anyone would naturally react in any of these circumstances. We're just going to just head down whatever it does in service of telling this creepy story. So like the perfect example of this is when they're at that completely ridiculous dinner party where they're having conversations that Mm -hmm. no humans would ever have. And then they tell their kids to just go to bed and they do. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and it's, well, it wasn't even go to bed. It was stop watching television or stop. Like it was, it was something that a child would in essence fight no matter what time it was. Yeah. And then they and followed the it up with, and then just, you, all right, now you and your sister go to bed and then you just wandered off and they stayed drinking at the, at the, at the dinner party. And I remember thinking about that. Did they just tell the kid to go to, to him and the sister off screen to go to bed and just take their freaking word for it? <laughs> this isn't how humans interact with one another. What the hell? But then during that whole dinner party, Brandanowitz brings up the TV show thing, right? Then people start talking about the TV show thing, and he gets pissed off at them for talking about the TV show thing and leaves. And before he leaves, somebody says, but you brought it up. And I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, he brought it up. So why are you writing him so that he's pissed off for you answering the questions that he had? I have a, what the fuck is wrong with you, show? I have a question before we get any further. You have referred to him twice as Brandanowitz. Yeah, remember last week's episode? No, he wasn't here. I wasn't here. Oh, that's right. You weren't here and you didn't listen to it. How dare you? <laughs> the The main guy on this was the guy who played Mark Brandanowitz and Parks ah, and from yes, last week's episode. Yes, that's where I recognized him from. <laughs> shit! <laughs> and like, oh, what a shit. show killer that guy is. Parks and Rec wow. dumped a bullet getting rid of him. Seriously. Wow. Like, I haven't seen him in anything but Parks and Rec and now this. And like, Oh, thank you. It was bothering me. Vacuum. So I watched this episode <laughs> twice and I'm like, I recognize him from somewhere. Whew. Okay, thank you. All right, continue. I apologize. <laughs> So the show was just kind of chock full of stuff like that. Like they just didn't take into consideration how people would actually react to anything and just wrote what they thought they needed the characters to do to make the story go where they wanted it to go. Okay. Like the whole bit at the end where they're out looking for the girl, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Brandanowitz has the idea to go talk to her brother, which nobody else thought to talk to the last person who saw her. And then instead of saying, I have an idea, let's go talk to her brother when everybody is just like jumping to the conclusion that, well, this guy clearly kidnapped and murdered the girl because he's our friend and he was at a dinner party last night. So clearly because he was gone or out for a walk or something, he must have done something to the little girl. It just has to be him. And instead of saying, how about we go talk to her brother he just disappears, goes and talks to the brother, finds out where she is, and then doesn't tell anybody else. He re-disappears. Goes, like, go the- get a cop and take him with you right? so that the cop can see that you found her, not that you stashed her somewhere and then, like, brought her out. Or that if she's in some kind of dangerous situation that's going to require more than Mark Brandanowitz to get her out of. But he knew he was going into would- a dangerous situation. He so went he looking took a for rusty a gun knife. and then he brought a rusty knife. Like, which he, is perfectly sane. That's a great scenario. Like, 
people no one would do that especially when there is a child that people care about in danger they would have alerted he would have alerted everybody to where she was Mm-hmm. Instead of going off by himself so that he could get caught and be thrown into jail under suspicion of this, because that's what the story wanted to happen. But they didn't bother thinking of a logical way to get there. And that was the entire show was they just could not be bothered to think of a logical way to tell the story they wanted to tell. And that's the difference between good horror and bad horror, mm. because this is bad horror. This is just schlock i hated it top to bottom i wouldn't even like, call it horror though like it was suspenseful and there yeah, was some was creepy there was some creepy imagery like those that puppet show like that was Ugh. that was bad yeah, yeah i would say what what puts it in horror is that it did have a monster you know there was the tooth monster yeah. thing so well are we sure it's a monster maybe just like it's just maybe it's just a dude covered in teeth we saw that once like that was the thing like i heard that this was a puppet show and a tooth monster and i remembered the last time i saw a show involve a puppet show that was angel smile time one of my favorite episodes and then recently with the current version of doctor who if i'm not mistaken right there was a tooth monster like you can't get better representation of puppets and tooth monsters on television like boy, they screwed that one yeah, up. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's funny to me that you say it's lazy because um, I when I you know looked into this show, I found out that it was based on a series of creepy pastas, and I'm like, what the fuck is a creepy pasta? Oh, creepy pastas <laughs> so are amazing. So I looked it up, and I I learned what a creepy pasta is, and it was just like, oh, and then it clicked. It was like, oh, so they took these on like these internet stories and they're like what if that but a show uh, and and like exactly right they didn't like take it any further than that they just like took that idea and put it on tv without any television making happening yeah without any proper storytelling and that i think that's what pissed me off more than anything is like they could have told this story in an interesting way they could have gotten to every single place they needed to get on this show with some sort of thought they could have gotten everywhere they needed to get in without having everyone act like people written by 13 year olds on the internet but they didn't bother they just didn't bother they're like well we've got the tooth monster and we've got the creepy puppet show and uh yeah that's that's gonna be good enough well i hate to call anybody who, who puts this kind of production in place lazy but i just i don't know how else to describe it it felt lazy it felt like just they didn't have any plan other than let's just make this thing. And I look at the actors involved and think, how did they convince these people to do this? How did they convince that woman that was in the Super Mario Brothers movie to do this? Fiona Shaw? Yeah, Fiona Shaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emmy award winning actress Fiona Shaw. Yeah, yeah the one exactly. that was in the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how did they convince Mark Brandanowitz to do this? I mean... I know that guy doesn't have a ton going on, but like seriously. Uh, well, all right, let's 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 take a step back and look at how they may have pitched it. We got child kid horror story, child kidnapping, tooth monster, creepy puppets, creepy twins. Uh, oh, and the overwhelming urge to for body scarring. Apparently, like oh, we, yes, there was the bo- there, there was glimpses of so many good horror things that they just didn't flesh out 
or just take and then time there's to the completely unsupervised murderous child who broke that kid's finger, which he got over having his finger broken pretty quickly. Yeah, but he also that, there was, that was that was another part that bothered me, and I know it's like whatever that was that that's part of horror is, and that's why I don't like horror is like you know disturbing things like that, like the kid getting bullied and having his finger broken. I don't want to watch that. I sure don't. I don't like, want to watch that either. And, and I, I'm 100% with you on not wanting to watch it. And then it also followed up by pissing me off by not doing anything about it. Like, no one said or did anything. Like, he didn't talk to his parents about it. He just went in and sat still and then watched TV or focused on this puppet show enough to not be completely overtaken by the searing pain of having just had your finger broken. And like... Nobody, none of those kids would have looked at that and been like, you know what? This is kind of fucked up. I think I should go home. Like, I know, like, TV loves to play up the whole, like, bullying kids thing. We're just like, yeah, you screwed up. You fucked up that kid, man. That's funny, man. That's hilarious. But in my experience, even as somebody who was bullied, at a certain point, somebody looks at a situation and says, okay, this is actual evil and the police should be called. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely and and the most of the things that happened in this episode even even though it is television and you know suspense horror television are like non-followable like you can't put any sort of logic to it the the for like you're saying the way the people reacted with each other at the dinner party the way the children reacted with each other at their their i don't even know their little beating up another kid powwow like all of that <laughs> stuff like just it just doesn't happen and as i'm watching this i'm waiting for something to bring me all right so the, the key of horror is it needs to be somewhat realistic so that you believe it could happen so that's the scary part and like uh, one of the biggest horror movies ever to happen was the Blair Witch Project. And that was because everybody thought it was real. You never saw a monster. You never... There was minimal horrific visuals in it. It was just suspense built on this possibly could have happened. And nothing in this show made me believe that any of this could have happened. That kid would have not been able to run when his hand was... It was just... uh, mutilated like that uh, the 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 families the mother and father's reaction to the the father the other guy just showing up with the kid that's that's not reality and it just takes you out there's nothing scary about that anymore when you when it becomes completely unbelievable and the 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 visuals in this <sighs> Outside of the the creepy twins that I don't think were meant to be as creepy as they came off, the main villain or the main scary part was obviously someone in a like 1960s skeleton costume and a poorly designed tooth monster, which just looked like someone in a white stretch suit. Like, none of that is scary to me. Like, I... I, I I understand why things like American Horror Story and and that stuff are are scary and people like gravitate to that because a lot of that stuff is is visually scary. Very little of if anything outside of the like the the 
shadowy stuff that they were doing with the puppet show. Every time they showed it, they showed it overlaid with the puppet show again. So it just looked weird. Like that was creepy, but that's that's it. I I was way, way disappointed with this. I was so hoping for something because I don't watch American Horror Story anymore because it just went completely off the rails for me. I was looking and I, as soon as I found out it was from Sifi, I was like, God damn it. Maybe. And this definitely didn't feel like a Sifi show. No, it didn't. I, um, I, I, will, I will give, give it, it that. that. <laughs> but Did nobody think to IMDb the show? Like, okay, there's this puppet show on that other people remember. So I don't know what his mom, oh, you kids just used to stare at the static. Like, all right, so maybe only kids can see the show. I don't know. Wh- well, they whatever, were all of but- the same age bracket. And the person, the one person that looked slightly younger out of the adults at that party had no idea what they were talking about. So true. It, it cr- so at the end of the day, like this was a whole big suspicious thing with the original thing. Nobody has ever looked into where does this show come from? And when Brandanowitz is just like, it's the show, the show is happening. Why isn't he looking? Why isn't he jumping on the internet and trying to find out where the show came from? I feel like this. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I feel like I got the impression that this, the story of this creepy thing surrounding this TV show, continues through the season. Am I wrong? I we may never I mean, know. I, <laughs> I would assume I, so. Uh, you know what? Let me jump on IMDb and answer that question because you now if it, is it all like are these all single episodes or does this no 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 you know, this is season it's a it's a season like it's a six okay. episode season yeah um, then all right they, maybe some of our questions are answered in future episodes that I'll never watch because this sucks <laughs> yeah that, and that's the problem like you gotta you gotta engage the audience a little bit more than what this did. I felt like it was trying for so many different things. Like, granted, I saw, you know, the angel reference with the the, the TV show that just sucks the life out of children, and uh, well, maybe not the tooth doctor, you know, the tooth monster from Doctor Who, but like the 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 revisiting of an evil from your childhood, a la it. Like, okay. Other shows and movies have done this and done it way better. Like, I swing and a Are miss. Are you afraid of the dark? Did this stuff better? You know, yeah. The tooth child. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Evan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they can't all be winners. And you know, I try to be positive for these shows as much as possible. But like, no. I I, I even watched it a second time, thinking maybe I missed something. And I spent most of the second watch on my phone and skipping wow. like fast-forwarding <laughs> ten-second <laughs> chunks to things like I don't need to see this part. I know how I know the over yet under yeah, reaction the of, season, of the mother. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? This. Yes, the rest of the season does continue this story. So um, there, you know, there's clearly more to this that we're never going to get. And like I said, Neat. we may never know. <sighs> Every once in a while, we have to say negative things. So, because <laughs> not all shows are great. <laughs> it would be a fantastic sure world do. if they were all fantastic, but it's not. Nope, so, not all shows are yeah. created equal. This was the odd thumbs down from me. Apparently, Chris loved it. And Karen, you're watching the rest of the season, right? That's that's what I'm getting here. <laughs> 
Sci-fi, try harder. You're could yikes. Be, you could be great, sci-fi. <laughs> you could be great. With a name like sci-fi, this is neither sci nor fi. All right. Let's take let's 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 we're gonna take a break. I mean, we gotta we gotta cleanse the palate somehow before we start getting into the news. So let's take a short break and when we get back, we'll get into the, the hopefully better things to talk about. Sorry, I'm really sorry. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. I'm going to click here. Oh, hey, hey, before you get into the news. Sure. I just wanted to let you and everyone know that Karen and I decided to try the uh, first episode of the second season of Disenchantment. And? It's really good. Good. Yeah, it, uh, remember we said, like, last season, it was all like, wow, this was, like, pretty stupid. Uh, like it started off pretty high, and then it got really dull. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last two episodes were super interesting. It picked up where the last season left off. Okay, and, good. And being super interesting. So I just wanted to share that bit with you, because it was, it was good yeah, news. Yeah, that was... I like sharing good news. That was... Uh, that, that I remember I was talking about that, and it didn't really hit me the way it hit you guys, so... Good to hear that it's it's picked up its quality for you all right all right all right all right um all right let's talk some news first up from io9.gizmodo.com fan-made recreation of a lost doctor who episode is being officially premiered by the bbc now karen i'm assuming you posted this one 
Um, <laughs> so this, because I watched the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and they did a very good job of recreating 1960s TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mission to the Unknown is the name of the episode, or yep. the this the the. So wait, this the way they the way it is explained in this article is that this was a standalone episode as opposed to the normal, I don't know, multi-part thing that they do, and there's no doctor in this one. I think that is correct. That's that is that a is that a norm? No. For classic Doctor Who, no Doctor no, Who. No, this is an outlier for sure. So is that why it wasn't a big deal that the it was a lost episode? <laughs> um, Dalek's master plan. So. Apparently, it was part of a 12-part epic saga um, that was lost due to the BBC just not holding on to things. And I'm trying to find the da, 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 the university that is doing it, or that did it, because it was... It's like the University of Manchester or something like that. that I That's pretty neat. Yeah, it really is cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks like kind of a college stage play university of central lancashire there it is um yeah but that's that's 1960s but that's the level of quality like it's right it's on par yeah Um, it doesn't look out of place even the costumes and and the guy who is the voice of the daleks actually lent his voice to their production oh okay that's why it sounds like the daleks because it is neat and i think they may have borrowed some dalek props from the bbc or something like they must have because the daleks look like the daleks yeah but i don't that's, know maybe it, they built them but yeah it's very possible that they built it as well because it's not that outlandish of a unit it's a plunger and a couple of sticks but anywho at it's officially being released by the bbc what, something like 54 years to the day the original was released? Yeah, actually, to the like at the same time of day. It's going to be aired at the same time of day that it was first on. That is epically cool, especially for the, for the, the, the kids, the students that are doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't foresee when they started doing this that they're like, yeah, we're going to give this to BBC and they're going to make a thing out of it. Like, that's great right. for them. It's really, really cool. So good on you, BBC. You know, those who care about Doctor Who are getting more Doctor Who done to the level of quality that this Doctor Who should be done in. So there you go. Mm -hmm. More Doctor Who, more gooder. (laughs) All right, next up from Tor.com. I read this whole thing. It was interesting. Uh, Christopher Eccleston talks at length about Doctor Who and his nerdy love, his nerdy loves, at uh, New York Comic Con 2019. So, before we get into this, this past weekend we record on a Tuesday, so the weekend that just passed was New York Comic Con 2019. So a lot of trailers, a lot of a lot of announcements, a lot of panel interviews, a lot of stuff has happened this past weekend. Apparently, Christopher Eccleston was one of them. Yeah, oh. he he doesn't do con appearances that much, so it was kind of a big deal for him to be at NYCC. And it's I thought he was I anti who? Like I thought I thought the, the the rumor was that it wasn't the best time of his life and that he I don't think he's anti the show. I think he was anti his particular experience with it. 
Uh, okay. All right. Well, this article is a is a great interview, or I don't, I'm I'm assuming it's just snippets from the panel. I think, but yeah, it's just a recap of the panel and all the things he talked about. And it's it's quite interesting. He talks about um, himself. His he has a book out. Uh, his time as the doctor. Reasons for not coming back to the show when the what was that? It was an anniversary show of some sort. Um, and it was interesting because. I, I was under the impression that he didn't want to go back because of the, his non-liking of Doctor Who. But according to this and what he said, uh, he felt that the first draft that he got was not of at, <laughs> of quality that his Doctor should have been portrayed in. And that when he saw the rewrite for it that took him out of it and put the War Doctor in... He was like, yeah, this is much better. You go with this. And mm-hmm. that that's impressive that he can actually take himself out of it and be okay with it and see it for what <laughs> it is. He also, I think he also made a joke that he would be willing to come back for the 100th anniversary. <laughs> Which is going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a pretty interesting article. Take it a look, especially if you're a Whovian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice little, little delve into that doctor. Uh, which doctor was he? Eight, Ninth. Eight, nine, nine. Hmm, interesting. Nine. All right. Um, so let's dive into the trailers. First up, uh, his Dark Materials season one trailer. Chris, <laughs> did you both watch this? Chris, are you paying attention? Are you here with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm in. Um, this. Okay, we've seen a couple of uh, teaser trailers already. Um, this looks really good. It's taken. I agree. It, this it, looks quite spiffy. It has expanded the, the what we know of the story a little bit more. See some more of the visuals. See how uh, some of the major actors that have been cast in certain roles that we haven't really seen much of. Like we're getting much more than what we, we have gotten from the other teasers. And I'm in. I like it. I want to see a giant bear fighting people. Oh Ooh. yeah. Looks good Um, yeah i mean it's uh, there's there's a certain degree of silliness involved when you've got talking animals but they seem to be treating it with a uh a level of uh respect that is kind of cool uh you know they just they're 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 playing it straight and uh i appreciate that uh i don't know there's there's just this little twinge of nervousness in the back of my head because of you know not just the way that uh, uh, Game of Thrones ended, but also that this movie was not great. But, you know, a lot of people didn't care for the uh, series of Unfortunate Events movie, and that TV series turned out really well. So That's true. That's true. I, I just, I guess, I guess the, the conclusion I keep coming to whenever I see things like this is that, like, well, if this does well, then it kind of furthers my thought that taking book series and turning them into original TV series instead of movie trilogies is a smarter way to go. And I can't wait till somebody does that with Harry Potter. Oh yeah. I mean, books lead themselves to, uh, serialized television dramas because it just gives it more room to breathe. You don't have to, I mean, something like Lord of the Rings, you got three, three hour movies at most. That's nine hours for 27 books or something like that. It's not enough time. And I think, Every time we, every time a book series comes 
out as a movie, we are shortchanged on that story. It's truncated. So I I have high hopes for this. And, it, and by what I've seen so far, it looks really good. So I will check it out when it comes out. Um, does it? Me too. Did, which is like, like this week or something. Like right? that November. Every time I didn't want to start it November 4th because I knew the video was going to immediately start. Uh, well, yeah, that's not this week at all. No, <laughs> no Monday, November 4th. It's less than a month away. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things are set to premiere this this November. So, <clears throat> all right, BuzzFeed.com brings us the sad news um, that Bruley, the French bulldog from Queer Eye, has passed. Mm. I have no idea who this dog is. Uh, He's the French bulldog from Queer Eye. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you clearing that up for me. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> Insert get out gift. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was just a, he was one of the producer's dogs and he made it on camera for like they, that the fab five just have formed an attachment to him and had him around when they were shooting the loft scenes where they watched the like, you know, whoever the makeover person is when they're on their own at the end of the week and they do their big reveal to their family or whatever, then they would be hanging out with the dog and interesting. Uh, he just he was a character on the show. He was a very sweet dog. Lived to be ten years old and apparently passed away from a heart attack. Oh. So sad. Um, yeah. But I, you know, from my understanding for a French bulldog, ten years is a is a long time. So and it was also part of the Fab Five, so it lived a good life. So Rest in peace, Bruley. Moving on. And I don't know. This is a YouTube trailer. Um, I'm assuming it was announced or shown this weekend uh, at, you know, your Comic-Con. Which I'm surprised we don't have more news from. I went back and looked and I was like, really? Like, it it was not that, like, they didn't release a lot of stuff. It's just not a lot of stuff we care about. Yeah, it's... It's weird because a lot of the things that are are coming out have their own their own events, if you will. Like we're not going to see a lot of Disney stuff anywhere other than the what is it D twenty three? Yeah, you know, like that's the kind of thing that happens. But every once in a while, we get something new and that we didn't expect. Um, Supernatural is a big event usually at New York Comic Con. We got the season it's their last one. Yeah, season fifteen believe trailer. Um Yeah. It's I there's I I don't think they could show me anything that would make me not want to watch this show. I it's it it surmises I love it so much. Surmised fifteen seasons in a I, I I see now I have to play this to see I think it was how, about three minutes. How long? long? I think it's like two and a half minutes, maybe. Yeah, no, in two minutes, it surmised fifteen seasons, and I recognized just about every bit and piece of it. So, good stuff. I've been watching this lately. Um, it's funny because I, I may have said this previously, but I'm in this uh, supernatural fan chat group. Mm-hmm. And they're all like rewatching season 14 to get ready for the premiere, which is this week should be the same day that this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm over here in season four and five, like, I'm just having a good old time. <laughs> I don't really care. I'll catch up when I catch up. <laughs> I did switch to season 14 this week um, because I think I can kind of make it by the time I'll have time to see the premiere. But um, no, I love this show so much. So, like I said, this trailer is pretty much like a, a hit list of all like like the highlight it's a highlight reel if you will and i'm watching it i'm like oh i remember that i remember that. oh look it's the this the shadow wings that we get to see for the first time and then halfway through is the the scene of the cat jumping out of the locker and and dean screaming oh that is by far my my most favorite visual of the show hands down and I'm so glad that they incorporated it into this trailer. Um, so, yeah, final season. Do, do, do. Um, Thursday, October 10th. Yeah. Just yeah, this Thursday. If you're listening uh, to this on release day, today. <laughs> side note to Supernatural, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. This week, Jensen Ackles released the information that he is um, starting up a recording project, music recording project. And if you follow him on Insta, or if you follow on Instagram, it's called Radio Co Music, all okay. one word. Uh, you can see some pictures of him and his bandmates recording and hear some clips of songs that he recorded. And he sings, he plays guitar, and yeah, he does it all. Um, I just freaking love that guy <laughs> yeah so, you do you can't uh, get enough jensen ackles check out radio co music nice. on instagram nice all right tour.com bringing us the next one uh jean-luc goes rogue and talks to Riker in new star trek trailer star trek picard trailer um yeah i'm not even a real big star trek fan but like i, I this yeah yeah, this warms my heart so much, but Jonathan Frakes looks like hell. <laughs> yeah, like he looks worse in this than he does in real life. Like, well, I he think was they just did like, that on purpose. I don't. I mean, I would assume that they did, but it seems like such an odd choice because it's not like he's down on his luck. You know, he's like living in a house with some kids and stuff, and he's just like got his shirt all unbuttoned and his chest hair is squirting out all over the place and his hair is all undone. And he's just, but you know, on the same token, like him chilling on that bench with his arm around Picard, I was like, Oh yeah. He named the dog number one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was like an endearing thing or an insult. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both. And I'm so happy. Uh, no, this looks great, man. This looks really good. I am so excited for this. It does. It looks. It looks well done. Um, they're hitting all the beats that they should. The the action, the adventure, the the nostalgia. Like, just if you're a Star Trek fan, this seems to be checking out, checking all the boxes. I'm a big fan of things that make Star Trek. I don't want to sound like I dislike Star Trek because, as you well know, I I don't dislike Star Trek. I, I think Star Trek's great, but I'm I'm really interested in these things that. Um, make Star Trek less boring mm-hmm. <laughs> because there, you know, there's no getting around the fact that a lot of original Trek is kind of boring. And, and I mean that in a good way. Like I, I like boring old Star Trek. It's very comforting and it's always interesting. Right. Um, but these takes on it that make it a little more actiony and a little bit more just, just exciting. 
uh, because you always want to see these characters do more. And this, uh, I, I just think this one looks really cool. I'm very, very into it. Well, there you go. Looks good. Um, let's scroll down. It was this uh, do, 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 do. January 23rd, 2020. There you go. That's not that far away. A couple of months. Oh, oh, good God. All right. So I just happened to talk about this the other day with someone. Uh, more news from NYCC. Release date for the Dragon Prince Season 3 announced at Yay! NYCC. Yes. Uh, we got some imagery. That first poster. Hoofa. Badass poster. Um, I don't think I finished Season 2. Because I'm a bad person. I was actually just talking the show up to someone recently. Angela and I just went, started gushing over the show, and it is, it's getting a season three. Um, and if everything goes well, the showrunners and they have plans for se- a total of seven seasons. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, uh, and I, I hope it continues to go well because this show just keeps getting better. Yeah. For um, so it is October. And artists do um, a thing called Inktober, where they will ink do a, a new original piece of artwork every day in ink for the month of October. And Angela did a cross between the Dragon Prince and the just hang in there kitty poster of bait <laughs> of bait yeah <laughs> i saw that and i thought to myself you know what i haven't heard from the dragon prince in a while yeah. when's that coming back and then the news hit from comic-con yeah. i was like oh well yeah. thanks universe yeah. <laughs> all fell that. into a line every time it's great every time <laughs> netflix comes on i always do that because it's the best netflix intro ever yeah. <sighs> all right so there you go um there are no dates but it is getting a third. It says November twenty second oh, on the poster. It does. I was actually looking at I was looking there it is. Uh Dragon Prince season three will premiere on November twenty second. This will oh, wait, them you know unless what, they was look it, at it. Was it this one? No, it wasn't this one. This is still good. there was this, one of these Netflix shows was getting a longer season. Was th- no, it wasn't this one. No. No, it's the next it's one. It's the next one. Well, the next article that we're talking about from Google.com or excuse me, CNN.com. Rip Taylor is passed. Now, mm-hmm. for you youngsters who may not know who Rip Taylor is, I mean, the, the title explains it all. The confetti-tossing actor and comedian has passed away at, at, at age 50, 84. Um, he, I, like, I don't... <laughs> he is a very unique person. Um, he was... He, he f- was featured a lot on shows like the gong show back when, you know, back in the seventies and eighties. Um, his, his shtick was very over the top, very flamboyant. And he and always, I don't know how he always worked it out. He ended up in the crowd and was ended up trying to, you know, make it look like he's throwing a bucket of water on someone and it ended up being confetti. And he, in my opinion, he was the first modern man to make the handlebar mustache cool. Because that man rocked that mustache for the entirety of his life. So, big bucket of win for him. Um, he mustaches all around. Mustaches Mustache. all around. Um, apparently, he suffered from a stroke, I think it said. But, you know, 
sad to see him go. He 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 what he was he, he was lightning in a bottle that guy. Like every time he was on a show, it just just got turned up to 11. He was that kind of personality. So it's a shame. Well, rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. All right, let's move on to some happier news. This one from TVGuide.com. Shira and the Princesses of Power is getting a season four premiere date. And got a, got a season, season four and its premiere date, shockingly enough, at New York Comic Con. Um, this was the one that's getting more episodes. The first two seasons had, had what, like six episodes or something like that? Now we're getting 13 so, seasons two and three had six or seven episodes. Okay. I think season one was longer than was it longer than that? All right. Well, season four is coming November fifth. Yeah. Um, Stuff is looking epic, and I am thrilled by it personally. But I have to say that the kids seem less thrilled the more epic the show becomes. Like it's starting to become a little, it's just becoming very intertwined in its own mythology, which I think is really good. And I'm enjoying the heck out of it, but I'm finding that the kids seem a little bit less interested in it. The okay. less overall overtly fun it becomes, you know what I mean? Okay. The less fun it becomes. Yeah. You know, okay. like the end of this previous season was like, you know, there were a couple episodes where nothing really funny or fun happened, you know, it was mm -hmm. like. The reality is, is going away and people don't remember things or the dad's back but now he has to not be back because he's actually dead and it's touching on stuff that's kind of making I don't know I noticed that uh, Ellie and John um, and Ellie in particular was like I mean John didn't want to watch it for a little bit because he was scared of the villains because they kept you know succeeding and being evil and scary mm -hmm. and which is interesting and you know complex for adults but for kids it's just kind of getting a little like like they get too when, heavy when we'd at when yeah when we'd yeah. ask them what they want to watch they'd choose ninja turtles because ninja turtles is bright and fun and funny and like she was getting a little too dark that's a shame that is a shame um apparently they're so going to reset season wait no we're going on season four is what mm -hmm. you're talking yeah. about okay yeah so season three was six episodes Season two was seven episodes. Okay. Season one was 13 episodes. There you go. Boom. Um, Thank you, IMDb. So apparently some OG Shira characters are, are going to be incorporated as well. I Yeah, and they're like, well, we spotted them in the trailer, and I'm like... I'm too old to remember the details of a cartoon I loved when I was six. Um, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> the trailer looks pretty good as well, because there's also a trailer included in this article. Um, it does. The trailer looks great. It does look... You're, 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 you're right, because it does look a little heavy, though. It looks, uh, it looks, you know, appropriately epic, which is, again, a cool thing for me. I just hope that they're... I hope that they kind of remember who a lot of their audience is and not that they shouldn't present stories that challenge children to think, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, like just remember that, you know, the, the, the little kids like that there are swinging the kids watching. Around. 
yeah, just just remember that it's not just the vocal fan base that wants to buy and collect these toys. There's also the fan base that wants to buy the toys for their kids to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say in the trailer, the thing that I thought was cool was that the sword turns into like a an arm gauntlet. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That's really awesome. <laughs> I looked at that and went, how is that possible? And then I remembered. Well, the sword can turn into anything. Yeah, and I remembered. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, wait a minute, why didn't she think of that earlier? <laughs> well, she's pretty stupid sometimes. <laughs> um, I, lo- I mean, I love She-Ra, but she has her moments. Um, I side note to this story is, uh, I think I talked a little while ago about the toys that came out for this show. Or the lack thereof. Well, they finally did announce, I think it was at some toy show, they announced that there were, there was a a set of the best friend squad and Catra and there was a Dreamweaver set. It was at, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. They debuted all this stuff. Um, we got the Swiftwind and She-Ra battle armor set for our daughter for her birthday, and they are pretty freaking cool. <laughs> if you can get your hands on them, I recommend it. Pretty they, freaking badass. Not gonna there's lie. There's a little, um, there's a little plastic bit that sticks up out of the back of the horse that you can clip around the doll so that it stays on the horse while you're like while she's flying. <laughs> it's really cool. The- Years and years of, of engineering just to create that little clip to make it that the toy doesn't <laughs> it's like, fall why off. Why did no one think of this? God, God damn, it. damn it. Well, there you go. Keep an eye out for it. Just, I mean, November's going to be a hell of a month. Not lying. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one from Nerdist. <clears throat> this was ingenious. <laughs> ingenious. The best way to announce a casting. Um, Cowboy Bebop casts a very in, <laughs> casts a very good boy as it's is it pronounced in Ein Ein oh yeah because like Einstein. Einstein Ein the Corgi so um, unfortunately this article does not bury the lead the first imagery shows right out the gate they should have led with the video because the video starts up and it's a, just a a a, a first person. Huh, first person view wandering through the hallways of just some building going upstairs and whatnot and ends up at a table read and the view is very low so it's you know knee height if not shin height and it turns out to be ein and walks into the room and the rest of the announced cast is there it's adorable and it's great news that they actually cast a dog to play a dog in a movie Indeed. So, I did like the fact that uh, John Cho offered it a highlighter in case it needed it to mark <laughs> yeah. its 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 script. Um. So yeah, I liked a lot of the vibe of this. Um, I also uh, there was a lot of the comment sections surrounding this particular post were a lot of people just like. This is going to be a pile of trash. Uh, Netflix has a terrible reputation of, uh, of of with their original content because people tend to you know you know people tend to think that you know hating things that people like makes them an interesting people mm-hmm. uh, on the internet, which is just well, not yeah. true. But there's also this this contingent of folks being able to look at Death Note and all the the anime adaptations that uh, Netflix has put out so far. They've all been terrible, but that's... Uh, except for their animated stuff, right? But in the case of those things, as far as I can tell, 
you know, like what was the Death Note and uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Netflix didn't make those. They they uh, like published them Released for them, yeah. overseas. You know, they they did that for us, but they had nothing to do with actually making them. Netflix seems to actually is, is actually making Cowboy Bebop. And when I think of Netflix original series that they actually produce themselves, that's a pretty different quality bar right there. Mm-hmm. I agree uh, with that. So yeah. I will say that this, the general feel of this, you know what I mean? Like that looks like the kind of video that would not happen if the cast did not have chemistry. I Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And the cast having chemistry is extremely important to a show like this. Uh, and it just seems to, I know it doesn't actually tell us much, but it's, it did a lot to alleviate my, um, fears about the show of just the general feeling of the way it's going to be. And I don't know, just seeing them all sitting there, it really clicked with me that it's cool that, uh, Spike and, um, God, I'm totally Jet? uh Faye. Spike Faye. and Faye were both Asian. Uh for some reason that just struck me like that was that's cool. I'm yeah. No, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how this 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 turns out. Uh I, yeah. Thumbs up. So has um the whole cast has not been announced yet. The We still don't know who Ed is. Ed, we right? still don't know how they're going to handle Ed. It's going to be a, she, a CG hamster. <laughs> i'm in okay i'll check it out (laughs) if the dog is real but ed is cg that would just be hysterical (laughs) yeah so far everything i've seen about this it it looks like they're doing it right and you're absolutely right chris their their original content the things that they make is is has set the bar in most cases for most original content and i have high hopes um what is it optimistically no cautiously optimistic. cautiously optimistic that's what it is yeah it's you know when it's i feel netflix i feel like they know how important this is to get right right you know this is uh they they didn't jump into this this is like screwing up lord of the rings you know what mm-hmm. i mean this is like this is not a property that we're gonna that they're gonna screw around with because they know how important it is to people and they will get crucified if they don't do it some level of justice. So I don't know. And it's, they may have learned their lesson from the Death Note debacle that if it's not of the quality that they would produce, just don't don't do it. Don't release it. Just make it. You know, they 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 heard the the, the noise being made. Yeah, it's not like they're deaf to this kind of stuff, so. and you, yeah, I, I agree. They probably hurt. They probably paid very close attention to uh, everything surrounding Death Note. They probably looked into, wow, people are really excited about this, and since the trailer looked really good, people were really excited about that trailer. But then when it finally came out, they were very disappointed in, and they probably paid, paid very close attention to that before moving forward. But they also know that they've done, they've struck some gold with things like Castlevania. Uh, and their original anime properties, and they know that the audience is there for it. Right. Uh, so I hope that they're the ones to break through and do this right, because anime live-action adaptations have historically not gone well, um, but they theoretically could, mm-hmm. uh, because they tell a lot of stories that, while in their anime forms are extremely anime, uh, the stories that they tell 
could be uh, the, the live action interpretations of those stories could be interesting to tell and reach a, that have that story reach a whole new audience if they approach it with the right sensibilities. And I think Bebop's a great place to start because it is not so overly anime all the time that it can kind of be translated. And then hopefully this opens the door for uh, other shows like, uh, I mean, I would love to see a Trigun live action series. Uh, Big O would be interesting. Outlaw Star. Uh, these Fooly are things cooly. that... No, no. <laughs> sorry, I, don't I, so. just... I don't think that could possibly be done in any format other than animation. <laughs> So yeah, I'd like to see I'm, someone I'm, try. You know, not not no God, lie. I wouldn't. I would never <laughs> want to see somebody try to do that. So yeah, I'm with you. Cautiously optimistic. Well, there you go. All right, moving on. Hollywoodreporter.com. <laughs> I totally forgot that this show actually existed. Um, South Park scrubbed from Chinese internet after critical <laughs> critical episode. The whole screen shifted. Um, so apparently there was an episode titled "Abandoned China." Uh, the episode mocked Hollywood for shaping its content to please the Chinese government. And then China went, okay, and took all of South Park away from the just China. Just erased it just, from just the internet. Just got rid of it from the internet completely. So, yeah, that, apparently that's a thing that could happen. Don't fuck with China. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's like in China. So... Um, hold on. I'm scrolling because I want to see their response was, yeah. was kind of precious. Uh, okay. On Monday afternoon, creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone issued a statement with a faux apology about the band. About the band. Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. The statement reads, we, view, we too love money more than freedom and democracy. Uh, Ixi... Is that how I don't know how to Z doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the great communist party of China. May the autumn's sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? Come on now. That is May and Trat. May, Matt, May and Trat. Holy shit. <laughs> okay it's getting late so that is absolutely the pinnacle of trey and matt that statement right there i haven't watched south park in a long time but it doesn't surprise me that they have been scrubbed from the chinese internet so yeah. Yeah, me neither. I am I'm not a huge fan of the show that um that uh, South Park has turned into, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's uh I couldn't even tell you what it's turned into. I can't remember the last episode I watched. I jeez, it's been it's been ages since I've watched this show. And you know, it is what it is. Uh, I I don't particularly care for it. Um, it's lived long enough to see itself become the villain. Yeah, in a, in a lot of places, uh, in, in a lot of respects, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, because the show used to be, it, it took a very similar, um, I guess, evolutionary chain to something like The Simpsons, where it almost became a, it just kind of fell down this trap of like, we're going to do this thing, not The Simpsons Family Guy, where it's just like, okay, we're going to do this thing, this is going to be our shtick. But the thing that this show wound up doing was taking the piss out of current events. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being like, these things that happened every week to these characters, every single episode was some sort of political commentary on something that was happening in the news. 
And that stopped being fun for me because there stopped being any semblance of any, it just TV show escapism, you know, mm-hmm. and it just all became the, those, you know, this is the episode about uh, R. Kelly. This is the episode about uh, video games, you know, and that stopped being fun for me. So I don't know, here we are in, uh, in this world where uh, they're still doing that very same thing. Uh, but yeah, there's no denying that this was pretty ding dang funny. So. How is it? Po- no, twenty four seasons. Yeah, man, this show was on. Shit's been on forever, man. Ages. I just looked up the le- like. <clears throat> I <laughs> okay. I tried to look up the last episode that I consciously remember watching, and it was the one where they were shoving food up their asses to eat. <laughs> and that yeah. was in season five. Season five, episode ten. <laughs> Wasn't the movie in 1999 or something like that? It very well could be. Like, I, it was a really long time ago. God, I loved that movie. Oh, well, look at that. Uh, well, congratulations. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> you'd fuck your uncle. No, you'd fuck your uncle. God, that movie was genius. <laughs> was it, though? Yes, it really was. There's so much stuff in there that is still so funny. <laughs> Uncle fucker. All right. Operation Get Behind the Darkies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so wrong. All right. And finally, another trailer. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about this because it's, it's what I expect. I'm happy. Um, then at the tail end of it, I got very sad. Um, it's a YouTube trailer for the season four of Rick and Morty. And the trailer was great. Absolutely perfect Rick and Morty. And then it said at the very end, it's only five episodes. It's like half a season. What's up with that? Well, I mean, you know, that guy did just die. Uh, true. So, I mean, look, we've had longer breaks waiting for new Rick and Morty episodes. That is also and true. This is just like, I just look at this show very similar to uh, Venture Brothers. They'll get it done when they get it done. And when they do, it will be of quality. Uh, but I'm willing to give this show in particular right now any and all slack that it might need. Because, mm. you know, yeah, somebody very important to the show just died. And, well, you know, <sighs> I'm not going to get on their case for not giving me more episodes right now. So, like I said earlier, November is a heavy month. Uh, November 10th at 11.30 p.m., Season 4 on Adult Swim, Rick and Morty. Check out the trailer. It's, 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 I, it's so funny. The show is so funny. It's horrible to that poor child. Horrible. The things that that kid goes through. It's like a grandfather. It's just not right. So, yeah. Check that out. Outside of that, that's it. Like, no humongous surprises from New York Comic Con. I'm disappointed. No, I suppose not. I mean, the biggest surprise to me is it's, I think that's the first time in 12 years that I didn't go. A long time. And I don't feel I missed much. So. Would have been quite a hike for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long trip. Bit of a drive. Yeah. And then you're sitting in the lines. I did see imagery from it, and good goddamn, they need a bigger venue. 
at the Javits Center? Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is technically the uh, the highest attended co- comic convention in, well, in the world. Okay. They, they rate their numbers, but it's not... It's not trapped in one building. It spreads all over the place. And New York is trying to do that, but there's not a lot of venues for it to New do York. that. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I just find that shocking given that the Javits Center is literally a fucking city block long. It's actually th- one, two, three city blocks long. It's 34, it's just... 34th, I think. 34th, 36th, 36th. Um, it's... it's Three city blocks wide, one city block long, deep. It's huge. Two levels, three levels, depending on what you count as a level. It's gigantic, but it's not big enough. And it's not, it's, it's the, the, like, God forbid something was to go wrong there. Everybody would be dead. (laughs) One person yells, well, if people yelled fire, I don't think anybody would react. It is New York. But, you know, it's every year just gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And eventually, like, people still show up there at 4 a.m. in the morning to stand in line. And I, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You can't make it from one end of the convention to the other in a reasonable amount of time. There's no way to see the whole show. Impossible. And there's, you know, there's not really, an, uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, last time I was there, there just wasn't enough there that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I was interested in Artist Alley, but I had no money to contribute to Artist Alley, so I kind of felt like a, a chump. And yeah. I don't know. It's not like I'm getting into any of those panels. You got to wait for, you know, days to get into one of those panels. So, yeah, it's a uh, it it really doesn't hold any luster for me. Just like just like E3 with video games, uh, you you get more of the E3 experience when you're at home in front of your computer than you do when you're actually there. Mm-hmm. Now there are more things at at New York and San Diego Comic Con that are just completely gated off, where they're like, no, only the people in this panel will get to see this new trailer or this new video, and that's kind of a dick move. But you know, whatever, I I understand it. You know, you got to make those. Uh, make those things important to those specific people if you if you gotta but same time you know let's uh let's get it all yeah out and it's and it's funny to me that these events are becoming more and more cosplay centric and i and i mm-hmm. get it people enjoy the cosplay it's not something that i f- fancy but like it in an, a venue like that it's really difficult for the normies and then like okay swizak the normies okay swizak went there with a doc ock costume that was like 42 feet wide 17 feet tall mm-hmm. like there's no way you can wander the show with that not really no and th- at that juncture like he's not the only one that's doing that <laughs> no like he was under the impression that he was gonna you know he was gonna have a real problem getting through the door and the people at that comic-con were just like yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> sure come on and we can we can handle that yeah. come on weirdo i will never forget the first time oh, cosplay my really first pissed me off. the first time cosplay really pissed me off was at new york comic-con and it was a a cosplay troupe of four people dressed as tetris pieces that every time <laughs> they were asked to take a photo they would stand in a line because all of their pieces fit together to make you know the bar that would then vanish 
and that's amazing uh, not when you're standing behind them trying to get from one end of the show to the other so there's my new york comic-con rant for this year chris let's wrap this puppy up oh yes let's do exactly that Uh, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can find us on you can like us on facebook at geekade you can find us on instagram at geekade you can subscribe to our youtube and twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on twitter the underscore geekade or follow the show specifically at topcast you can also find us individually on twitter i'm at geekade chris that's geekade k-r-i-s karen where can our listeners find you Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can our listeners find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Karen, it's your turn to keep us rolling with the 31 days of Halloween. Surely it is. Uh, And I am going to go with a show that I've recently become a fan of. Okay. That shows that it can do Halloween right. I want to watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 1, Episode 6, Halloween. (laughs) Season 1, I'm sorry, Episode 6? Yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Halloween, right on the nose. Um, so I think we should also announce... Okay, so you're doing next week's, and then the... Are we getting... Is Chris getting a pick? And then we're doing... No, already, the following week we're taking off. Oh, that's right. We're taking a break, and then the, the following week we're going to be doing a group pick. Um, do you want to announce... Yeah, sure. Uh, I put up polls on our Facebook and Twitter today. Uh, You can vote for the three of us each picked something. Uh, You can vote um, for whichever one you want us to choose as our final Halloween episode of the month. Uh, We the options are Futurama season three, episode one, The Honking. (laughs) Uh, Tales from the Crypt season five, episode one, Death of Some Salesman. And uh, Supernatural Season 14, Episode 4, Mint Condition. Nice. Those are uh, three solid picks. Three solid. Remember back in the day when we'd actually talk about like four shows an episode? Yes. Cheesy, crazy, lemons, crazy. Can't think about doing that anymore. All right. So people check that out on our Facebook page. Facebook and or Twitter. There you go. Yes, indeed. I suppose if you wanted to cheat the poll and you could vote on both. Um but I haven't seen a lot of action on either so far, so any activity is appreciated. We, yeah, we will. Uh, we're end of the day. The uh, like the Facebook page. We don't really update the Facebook page much anymore. Yeah. Uh, apologies for that. There's only so many hours in the day. Yes, and also you can only create polls with uh, on on pages like ours uh, with two options in it, which That's is weird. a real pain in the ass. So. What about the emoji likes and things that they do? Yeah, that's, that's what that's, I that's, okay. yeah, that's, that's what, what I used did. for that. I mean, thing. that's like, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, but yeah, vote people. We'll, we'll create. Well, we'll put one up on the Geekade face, the uh, Geekade Facebook page too. That one gets a little bit more uh, traction, more attention. All right, people. There's your, there's there's our show. Thank you for joining us this week. 
from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I hate that show. (laughs) Finally got to say it. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.